0: When all I feel is fear inside, I don't wanna open up my eyes. Lord, I know I'm nothing at all. When I'd rather do anything than open up my mouth and speak. Deep in my heart I hear you call. And silence is the warmest place to hide. Would you give me courage and bless the words of this speaking wise? Hi guys, it's Mandy with the Speaking Wife Podcast. I am so excited to talk to you this week. It's been two weeks since I've been able to talk with you guys. And as I mentioned in the last podcast, that's probably something that will happen more frequently instead of every week. Um, Every episode might be every two weeks, but I'm going to do my best to still aim for once a week. We'll just see how it goes this time of year. I think I also mentioned this in the last podcast, becomes completely insane with all of the different activities and the end of school parties and all of the planning and the preparing for camps and youth camps and special meetings. We just begin to spin into overdrive. I saw a short video clip talking about May being May-Cember because it was just as busy as December, but there are no presents. So... I have don't know if I've ever seen anything more true. That was extremely funny and extremely relatable because oh my goodness, once you get into May, it seems like that May and June, at least in this part of the country, it just goes into overdrive. And so you have to remind yourself to take a deep breath and remind yourself that you still do have to remember that you're a human with limitations. Whew, it gets crazy. Anyway, so if y'all are dealing with that, I hope that this podcast is a moment to be able to take a deep breath and to just Remember that you're not alone. That is my number one goal with anything that I do. I have felt that so many times and I don't want anyone else to ever feel that way. I want you to know that there's someone that thinks about you and that there's somebody that cares that you feel alone. You're not carrying it all by yourself. But anyway, the podcast for today has been something that's been really heavy on my heart for a long time and it's been so heavy on my heart that I've put it off for a while because I was so worried about saying things the correct way. I feel like that it can be a very, very touchy subject and for very good reason. And I, I've i been so concerned about my ability to articulate what I felt like I needed to get across while coupled with my personality of often saying things the wrong way. So I've really, I've written down notes over and over. I've prayed about it over and over. I've gone through all of these things because it is so important to me that I don't Just barrel my way through this topic and tear down and discourage and hurt. It's very important to me that the time that you spend listening to this podcast is not a waste or a discouragement, but that it makes you feel like you can change things. Like I said, you're not alone and that there's hope. Things don't have to keep spiraling the downward direction that they're going. But today, I wanted to talk just a little bit about the subject of overcorrecting. I feel like there are a lot of things in life that we can step into that we will have good motivation. We will have a very good reason for moving in the direction we begin to move to. But our desire to fix a certain problem will lead us to overcorrecting into the opposite side of the problem, where you've probably heard many people say that there are ditches on both sides of the road we can go so far away from one problem that we jump into a ditch on the other side that's opposite of the problem. We can overcorrect. So that's what I wanted to talk a little bit about today. And I feel like that um, in our society, what was once a movement that was rooted in bringing injustice to light has since then morphed into this... I I don't know if it's just... If it's fueled by rage or if there's just a select few, I feel like there's just a few people who are fueled by hate and who are fueled by this competitive attitude with it. But I feel like that the majority of people still want to see the the good motives behind it and the real reasons why some things were brought to light. But I feel like that it has become a campaign fueled by hate to crush and devalue what opposes this view and what I'm talking about is feminism and that that's something that is such a huge subject and I feel like that there's no way to completely cover it in 30 minutes so please if there are gaps in what I'm saying or if you feel like that I'm not articulating something well I would love for you to contact me and for us to have a longer conversation or for me to clarify I don't believe for one second that I can encapsulate everything that needs to be said in this 30-minute span of time. So, I just want to throw that out there. But I feel like that it has become a campaign fueled by hate to crush the opposite sex. That's what I feel like this has morphed into. I am a woman living in a house full of nothing but boys, nothing but men. And this is something that is brought to my attention daily because of that. Because I see what my boys are facing. I see what my husband faces. And it is heartbreaking. I feel like that we have started using such widespread blanket statements and propaganda and this has led to a disgust from both sides from men and from women when balance and respect is what was the goal that was the beginning motivation that was the foundation of the feminist movement it was a good thing the people that have the the idea that all feminism is horrible they don't have they don't have the real concept of what it was supposed to be. So I'm not bashing feminism. I'm saying we have overcorrected. The prevailing attitude now is that women are nags and men are jerks. So instead of mutual appreciation for our unique abilities, we focus on being equal in all areas when that's not even possible. it We never will be. To suggest that we're the same, I do believe is just as ludicrous as referring to the lion and the eagle as identical. It's This is a joke. If someone said that out loud, everyone would look at them funny, but this is the prevailing attitude that we have. We are pursuing this faulty line of thinking, and this is what has led us to the disastrous results that we're now surrounded with in our children and society, period. It is all over the place. And I do believe, that this might sound harsh, I'm not trying to be harsh, but I believe that anyone who does not see some measure of imbalance in this movement, you're not looking at this through a lens of honesty. You're not looking at this through through wanting to actually see both sides. We can be so fueled by wanting to eliminate injustices towards us as women that we overcorrect, and we that is exactly what has happened. We have reached an all-time high in the suicide rate among our children. This is not a joke. It's, it's out of control, and it is the most heartbreaking thing that I have ever seen, that I've ever researched, that I've ever heard about in suicide in our children, in domestic violence, in abuse, in divorce, and why is this? I'm going to offer what I believe is a, a valuable opinion on why we might be here. It might not be all of it, but this is from where I'm sitting, this is what I'm seeing. I believe that it could possibly be that instead of encouraging, we are at this point, because instead of encouraging our children's natural strengths and abilities while instilling respect and appreciation for the opposite sex, we have embarked on the impossible, and we have embarked, not embarked, I'm sorry, We've embarked on an impossible quest of being and doing everything. I feel like that that is quite possibly what has led us to this place. I feel like that this is obvious why young men give in to despair and that this is why young women harm themselves and feel like they're never worth enough because we have thrust them into a no-win situation. We have taught our children bullying and extremes instead of balance that was once pursued we have overcorrected this situation. Girls are now taught that they don't need help, that they can do anything a man can do, they should never serve, that men are bumbling idiots who need to be rescued by them, and all of their natural instincts their nurturing, their caring, their mothering are just a societal brainwashing after effect. This is what our girls are being taught. The The problem is we're not saying this all at once, so it's not obvious. And destruction is very rarely all at once. It comes in like a disease and it eats away and it erodes at the foundations and the good, stable places where we can build our lives. Boys are taught, always ask for help. After all, you are a bumbling idiot that needs to be rescued. Don't take pride in your abilities. That just means you're degrading women. All of your natural instincts, rescuing, protecting, and helping, are just symptoms of toxic masculinity. Do you see why this would create an imbalance and a problem? We have so overcorrected. I know I'm going to say it too many times, but we have so overcorrected. The truth is not fluid. That is where this this destruction starts to happen. Because these are the truths, quote unquote, that our children are being taught... And these are lies. These are things that will destroy. And that's what they're doing right before us. But the truth, when the truth comes in, it is not fluid. The truth is not movable. The truth is. There is no her truth. There is no his truth. There is the truth. And we have removed the most basic of absolutes in our society. And therefore, we've stripped away all the stable ground from our children. We must, for our children's sake sake, correct, or overcorrection, if that makes sense. I know that I'm not the best at stringing words together. I get it. I, I really do. But we have to take an honest, unbiased look at what society is doing, what we're teaching our children, what is the attitude that we're promoting. When we teach equal respect and equal love and equal serving, equal compassion, Coupled with the common sense understanding that we will never be the same. We will see a true sense of empowerment in our children. When we stop pretending that we are the same. When equal has equated the same, it has led to nothing but problems. Because equal is not the same. That's not what it's supposed to mean. What, what this started out as, this equality started out as wanting equal rights. Being treated with equal respect and equal love. This did not start out as a movement to prove that we can be everything a man can be. This is ludicrous. And a man cannot be everything that we can be. I'm just going to say flat out honesty here. Living in a house full of nothing but men. That is insulting to me as a woman. To pretend that I need to be everything that they are is insulting. I do not need to be a man to prove my worth. I do not need to do everything a man can do to prove that I can do something, that I'm capable, that I'm worthy of respect. Absolutely not. My husband deserves respect because he is another human. I deserve respect because I am another human. And teaching our children that the way that we are proving that we earn respect is because we can do everything a man can do is setting them up for extreme failure. When we start to teach our children that the man is not superior because of his natural physical strength and that the woman is not better just because of her multitasking abilities and her mental capacities, we will be on the right track for true equality. And that's what we're supposed to be after. So some steps that we can take are we can teach our children and ourselves. We first have to recognize the attitudes that we're leaning towards in ourselves when we teach our children and ourselves to care for those around us for no other reason than the fact that they are another human. Not because they can do something for us, not because they're the same sex as us, not because that we can somehow justify treating them this way because of this and this, but when we look into the eyes of another human being, no matter what sex they are, And we treat them with respect and dignity just because they're a breathing human being. When we stop blaming the way that our sex is viewed on the opposite sex and we take an honest look at our own. It is so much easier when you are being hurt and when you're being offended or frustrated. When you feel like you're being degraded. It's so much easier to just take the defensive stance or to always look for the reason in someone else for why you're being treated the way you are. This does not justify bad behavior on the part of someone else, but we will not grow. We will not become better people if we do not first take a look at ourselves and take personal responsibility for who we are. What are we doing to add to this view? What are what are the men doing? We want them to take a look at themselves. We want them to take an honest view of who they are and their personalities and their natural tendencies and all the things that they maybe need to le- relearn. I'm not negating any of that. But what about us? What about when we need to look at ourselves and realize that there 100% are women that are manipulating? There are women that are pretending to be stupid, just to get their way there are women pretending to be helpless this is not an idea that men just grew out of the ground with nothing just like women did not just grow the opinion out of the ground that men can be abusive or that men can be too rough or that men can be degrading all of these things were born out of fact but we will not fix them by only looking at them we must first take a look at ourselves and question what can we do differently Instead of constantly playing the blame game, we want results, right? We don't just want to sit around and gripe, or we shouldn't. We shouldn't just want to sit around and gripe. We should want things to be better. We should want to see success and progress in our society and most of all in our own homes. That does not come by constantly degrading and devaluing the opposite sex. I don't care if you're a man listening or a woman listening. You will not see growth in your own life by constantly attacking the life of someone else, period. That's just the way that life is. You can do that if you want. You can try to make yourself feel better by just focusing on the faults of others, but you will not grow. Not only will you not grow, you will begin to deteriorate because you are focusing on nothing but the faults of others, and you're not stretching your own muscles. You're not building your own character You're just angry because someone else isn't perfect. We have to turn our eyes inward towards ourselves, Accepting personal responsibility for the attitudes that we are not only feeling, but the attitudes that we are promoting to those around us. It can be a really fine line between drawing attention to a problem and bashing someone and giving them no way to win. When nothing is good enough, no attempt at civility is good enough. When we want to bash men because they're they're too rough or they're degrading to us, but then we also want to bash them for opening a door because we can do it ourselves. We have left them in a no-win situation, and we have put them in a place where it is much easier to just set back and not even try. And then we will be angry. At this attitude, this lackadaisical who who cares? Why should I put forth any effort? We will get angry at this attitude when we have created the environment for that attitude to flourish. We have to accept personal responsibility for what attitudes we are promoting and we are showing. We need to fill our time with being the best that we can be. Whether we're male or female. We will win, we will win, when we are choosing to be the best that we can be. Instead of demanding the best from someone else, we turn our eyes inward and we choose to be the very best that we can be. I have high standards for my children. I have high standards for my husband. I have high standards for myself on how I am to treat my husband, how I am to treat my children, how I am to treat the cashier at the store that I am at, how I am to speak to the person who's preparing my food. I am not saying we eliminate standards. I'm talking about first looking at your own standards for yourself. If you have the attitude of, I deserve to be treated this way and this way and this way, and no one better speak to me in this tone, and no one better imply that I need help, or no one better imply that I need anyone, really, but you don't have standards higher for yourself than anyone else, there's a problem. Our standards should always be higher for ourselves than those around us. Always. Because excellence draws excellence. That is how it works, just like misery loves company. Excellence promotes an attitude of excellence, and we will never be perfect, but we can strive and do our best to be the very best that we can be. If you are an encourager, be the best encourager you can be. If you're an organizer, be the best organizer you can be. You will not be everything, it's not possible. It's not possible for your husband to be everything. It's not possible for your children to be everything. We have strengths and we have weaknesses, and that is why we need each other. The attitude of not needing anyone else. I'm so weary with hearing this all the time. I don't need this person. I don't need that person. I don't need a man. I don't need a woman. I don't need. I don't need. Yes, you do. Absolutely. Because you are not of endless supply of talent and wisdom and strength. You are not. Whether we're male or female, we are created to have community. We're created to serve those around us. We're created to love those around us. We're created to protect. We're created to honor. We're created to bond together with people and be stronger Because of our need for people. We are stronger when we allow others to complete the inadequacies in us. And when we refuse to admit that we have any inadequacies, we set ourselves up for mental breakdowns. We set our children up for mental breakdowns because it is not possible for them to meet all of the requirements that we now have on our list. It's not possible. We have to stop allowing the immature behaviors of everyone else to strip of strip us of our ability to act with dignity and class. It is so easy to just look at the way someone is treating me and to just justify my behavior based on their behavior. But you will always find someone who's more of an idiot than you are. I'm sorry. That was really powerful. I'm not powerful. That was really harsh. But... That is how I feel. It's very easy to find someone who's being ridiculous. It is very easy to find someone who is lower than you when it comes to your standards or your behavior. It doesn't matter who you are. You can be the worst person on the planet and find someone who's just a little bit worse, who has something about them that is not quite up to you. We should never judge ourselves by the lowest measuring stick we can find, that's not what I want for my children. Why would I allow that to be my mentality? We have to promote an attitude of excellence and respect. We need to be compassionate towards everyone. The person walking down the street with nothing or the person walking down the street with the best suit, the best briefcase, all of this, we have hurts in our hearts. We have insufficiencies in our hearts we have wounds from the way that we've been treated by people around us every single one of us men are not impervious to this they don't show it as often as we do but they will carry scars and they will carry wounds and we will react based on our wounds so how do we heal if all we're doing is noticing the wounds of others we have to turn and look at why we have overcorrected in such a manner. Why have we taken what was such a wonderful movement, what was based in so much strength, why have we done this and overcorrected in such a way that it is a stench to be around? This is not feminism. Feminism was not started, it was not founded in the demolition of, of men. It was because women were being devalued. They were being disrespected. They were being ignored. They had no rights and they needed to be stood up for. And that is worth standing up for. When you take a look at your heart and your attitude, and your mind, and you question in honesty where your motives are. What is propelling you forward in your actions and in your attitudes towards people? Is it because you've been mistreated or is it because you've been told you've been mistreated? I am raising boys in a generation that wants to strip them of everything that is natural and everything that is theirs. Everything that is their strengths. That is what my children are facing And as much as that should probably really crush my heart, mostly for my boys, it crushes my heart for the girls. It breaks my heart for the girls who are being told this is right and this is normal because this isn't right. This isn't healthy. This is not going to lead us to success because I need my husband. He completes me in all the ways that no one else can. He is the logic to my emotion. He's the strength to my overwhelmness. He is not perfect. He is another human. But when I allow him to, he can come in and be the strength in those moments that I need. And when he allows me to, I can come in and I can be the strength that he needs. Because we were created to need each other. The promotion of not needing anyone and never being willing to admit that we need help is sinking our children into a pit that they cannot claw their way out of. We have to give them the tools and the ability to see others through the lens of humanity, to take away the lens of what sex they are, what color they are, what national party they are. That doesn't matter when you're looking into the eyes of another human and you're Your standard for whether you're going to be compassionate or whether you're going to be respectful is what sex they are or what they believe in or how they behave. We have failed our children. We have overcorrected to a point that we have driven them into the ditch on the other side of the road. And our children should not be responsible for correcting this overcorrection. It should be us. Whether it's one tiny bite at a time or a complete overhaul of the things that you're promoting in your home. We must teach our children compassion and respect in equal terms for everyone. We must see in truth what we have done because if we do not first recognize what we have done, we will never correct it and we will hand our children a mess that they won't have the tools to clean up. Don't wait until it's too late, until they're abusing everyone around them, don't continue to give boys the ability to be lax, don't continue to give girls the ability to be bullies and manipulators because they perceive that they've been, they've received some kind of injustice. I truly believe that in 2019, we don't even know the meaning of the word injustice anymore because true injustice, true abuse, we have not received this like it was happening when this movement was started. We're not even close to knowing what real injustice and real inequality is. We have to teach equal respect, equal compassion. Be willing to serve someone because they are a human. And know that your willingness to serve and to be kind is not a weakness. But this is a strength. This is what needs to be valued the ability to reach out to someone who may not be able to do anything for you and to serve them in love and compassion because they are another person. This is what we should be teaching our children to value and to put at the top of their priority list. We have the ability to make a difference. We have the ability to give our children the tools for true change and respect. Thank you guys so much for listening. I pray that in some way I've been able to get this across as I was hoping to. And like I said, I know I can't cover it all in this short span of time, but I believe that we have to begin to correct this overcorrection in our society. And it starts with us at home with our children. Because the smallest seeds, the smallest ripples, create the largest changes in our lives and in our societies. I'll talk to you guys later. Remember that you're not alone. You have someone thinking about you, praying for you, someone who cares where you are. And when we band together and we say these things to each other, we will become stronger because we absolutely 100% need someone.